You were an amazing makeup artist. Um, you are amazing, but that was like your, your, I guess, profession or source of income prior to COVID. Um, and when did you like, when did you first become comfortable like with makeup? Like when did you first like decide that something like you want to do? Because I'm 31 and I've just learned about contouring. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I sort of fell into it, I guess, again, like, I, so after my first drag performance where I was made up, you know, I, I performed a drag a couple of times after and I, you know, dressed up as a woman for Halloween that next year. So I, after that moment, I started, um, you know, experimenting with my presentation and I started wearing makeup and, you know, I started wearing like powder foundation and mascara every day, you know, um, or like tinted chapstick, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I wanted to, you know, lean into that uh, femininity and what made me happy. And so um, I just started exploring with it. And then after I came out, I started wearing makeup constantly because I didn't pass. I had, you know, some very uncomfortable circumstances happen to me. I had some very disrespectful people, you know, in public. Um, you know, on the street, in the store, at work, wherever it was, you know, I just had a lot of awkward encounters, let's say. And so I became obsessed. You know, I was like, I need to get good at makeup because, you know, in drag, I can be respected. And so why can't I do that in my daily life yet? And so I'm, um, I, you know, whether I was sick, staying at home or going out, I would beat my face for the gods, you know, every single day. I practiced because I wanted to be good. You know, there were multiple days where I would take off my makeup, not because I needed to or it was old or it looked bad, but just because I wanted to practice. I wanted to do it again. I wanted to get better. And so I tell a lot of people this story actually <laughs> when I'm doing people's makeups because a lot of people are like, you're so good and you just started wearing makeup less than five years ago. I'm like, I'm obsessed. I, I, I had to. I practiced and practiced and practiced. And so when I was um, a bartender and a server and working at a restaurant, I, um, you know, I especially beat my face at that time. And I, I had like three or four close friends there that were all just as obsessed with makeup as I was. And um, we all talked makeup. We started giving each other, each other tips and tricks and stuff. And so kind of through that conversation, I kept being asked by them and then later by my roommate as well um, at the time they were all like Rose why aren't you doing makeup like what are you doing like you hate this job like people are so rude to you here like you're gorgeous you're stunning you're better at makeup than any of us like which is not true they're all amazing at makeup but like you know they just they really advocated for me and they just really supported me and so that's kind of how it started. And so I started like doing other people's makeup. Like I would do like some of my friends makeup, for example, or I would just like help them with it or whatever. And, um, and then like the kind of final turning point was one of those girls, her name's Marilyn. She quit the job that we worked together at. She quit the restaurant and she started working at a cosmetics company, um, at a department store. And she loved it like it was just like night and day difference like you could tell you know in in her you know everyday life that this was in a, this was dramatically improving her quality of life and so she like invited me to apply she was like what are you doing like like you need to do this like this is this is the move and so um and so at that time I had multiple regulars, you know, I was, I knew a lot of people downtown, um, that worked downtown, um, because, you know, I was great at my job. A lot of people loved me. I had a lot of regulars. And so what I didn't know was one of those regulars was a very important connection that I needed. And so when I went to the department store to apply for the cosmetics department, I ask for the manager, you know, first I see my friend, you know, I talk with her and she like points out like where the manager is. And so I ask for the manager and I go up to her and 
her name's Katie and she was my regular. Like she came to me all the time. Like I knew her drink. Like we, you know, we just loved, um, you know, seeing each other on, you know, at the bar. And so when I showed up and it was her, I was just like, Katie. And she's like, Rose. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, like, what are you doing here? And I was just like, I'm, I'm the person applying for a job. And she's like, we're getting you this job. You are better at makeup than me. You are beat for the gods every single day. I don't know why you don't work for makeup already. We're going to make this happen. And so it was so beautiful and just <laughs> meant to be, I guess. And so, you know, we did the formal interview, but it was, it was a shoe in from the beginning. And so I started working there and I just fell in love. You know, it was a great opportunity to make such a great difference in a lot of people's lives. You know, I was there for the best days and the worst days of a lot of different people's lives. You know, I got to do makeup for brides and for proms and, you know, people's first time in makeup. A lot of trans people ended up coming to me and continued to come to me as regulars um, because they wanted to learn makeup or because they wanted to learn something new about makeup or, you know, they wanted their face done for an event or whatever. And, um, you know, but I was also there to console some really hard moments, you know, like I, I'm, you know, I was certified to cover up bruising. And so I helped, you know, abuse victims and I helped, you know, people that came in that were hurting. And so that job was so fulfilling for me in a lot of ways, you know, being able to help people feel confident and beautiful, no matter where they were from, how they were doing that day. Um, and that was such a beautiful thing because that was so important for me. You know, makeup is so powerful. You know, it gave me confidence and safety. And now I feel just as comfortable without it. But, you know, for a long time, that was such a comfort, you know, that was like a security blanket for me in a lot of ways. And it is for so many people, you know, cis, trans, you know, male, female, non-binary alike, you know, so many people use makeup, you know, to help with confidence or whatever. And so that was such a beautiful thing to, you know, to have for a, for a long time. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, this makes someone feel just so much, I mean, makeup is such a powerful thing. I know it can be controversial. Some people have their opinions, but it is powerful in making people feel mm -hmm. like their best self. And I even find like during quarantine, like I'm not a huge makeup person. I'm really not, but I've gotten more into it on the days that I have like conversations or I'm, you know, teaching, like I'll do it. And it just helps me make me feel like a little bit more on it, like a little bit okay. more, I guess, just like on. And that's the power of it. And I think it's beautiful that you were able to host, like hone that power and share that gift with other people. You your makeup always looks flawless. I watched your videos. <laughs> I watched like your clip on contouring, kind of making your your chest a little bit more prominent, that quick. And that was actually really helpful because I remember once in college, I had a, a guy friend of mine like contour because I'm not like super well endowed either. And I had a lot of insecurities about my chest growing up, especially like in the society we live in. And so I like a new, but I'd never seen anyone like teach it like it's clearly as you did and I was like wow like there are all these tips and tricks and like I guess in the last five years you've just kind of learned to master them which is really cool and you also shared what <laughs> you learned on your platform which is also I think really beneficial to, for everybody um and you're also a model which I think is how we met um with on uh -huh. the, was like uh, what a great day a photo yeah that awesome photo shoot and I just I kind of want to know how you got into modeling and what tips and advice you have for aspiring models, especially during this time. Oh, well, it's a great time to do it. I'll say that. But um, modeling was something that I wanted. You know, I always wanted. Um, for a long time, I never felt I could do it, you know, um, especially early on in my transition um, or like in my early like after the time period after recently coming out um, is better phrasing, but um, you know, I didn't feel beautiful enough. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel, you know, like I was special or whatever. Um, but it was something that I wanted. And after like two or three years of being on hormones, you know, I started 
posting more photos of myself. You know, I started with makeup, you know, because that's what I became comfortable with. Um, but makeup turned into more, you know, and it, my friends kind of really helped that and my brother, you know, because they would help take photos of me. They would, you know, help set up, um, you know, my lighting or whatever. They would, you know, help me with looks. And so my friends were very encouraging in that and especially my brother too, um, because he and I, you know, we, we used to always want to be actors and then we really wanted to be models and now we are. And it's kind of surreal really, but I'm, um, I, you know, was posting a lot of things just on my own, you know, taking my own little photos and my own outfits, whatever. And um, and I think that's, you know, that's where you need to start, you know, is just start taking photos of yourself. It doesn't need to be professional. You don't need to be in expensive clothing. You don't need to be wearing makeup or have your hair done. Like it doesn't, you know, there's no requirements, you know, modeling and fashion is so diverse especially now like on mainstream huge you know places it's so diverse you know it can be anything at this point um you know i you know i follow some like incredible um brands that are like the ugly makeup trend or something like that you know like i follow accounts that are actively fighting against you know like the the stereotypical you know conventional ideas of beauty or whatever and i love those accounts but um i started professionally modeling um almost by intention i saw that rain dove um who is a model who um, uses no labels or any label was in Seattle and Rain Dove and I have a like mutual connection. So when I saw that Rain was in Seattle, like I often do when I see random people that I, you know, look up to, um, that I know aren't like crazy huge celebrities, but are still like, you know, still really cool, like big people or whatever. You know, I, I love to reach out to those people. Um, you know, just to connect and, you know, tell them, you know, how much I think they're incredible or whatever. And I was like, Rain, you're in my, you're in Seattle, you're in my city. Like, like, I just wanted to know if you wanted to link up. I think you're so incredible. I love the work that you do. And Rain actually responded. and was just like, oh my gosh, hi. Like, yes, I'm in Seattle. I'm actually at a photo shoot right now with this amazing um, queer owned, um, non like non-gendered underwear company called tomboy x and we would so love to have you for lunch and i was just like what <laughs> okay so um my roommate and i met them all for lunch and um it was so incredible because everyone was just so friendly so compassionate and so like willing to hear my story and share their own. And so, you know, cause I knew who Tomboy, or I knew who Rain Dove was, but I had no idea who Tomboy X was. And so getting to know them um, was just so beautiful because they were just really open to it. And so Rain Dove and I had an amazing connection. You know, we had some incredible, um, you know, like we just became friends very quickly. Um, you know, we're not in contact anymore, but that was just such an important um, day for me to be connected so randomly. And so after that luncheon, um, Tom Boy X invited me to, um, to launch their uh, 4th of July um, launch that year. Um, I think that was 2017. And so... I modeled for them and the rest is kind of history. They continued to invite me to campaigns and then they started their influencer program that next winter. And so I was a part of their influencer program, um, which then changed and became their ambassador program, which has since been um, uh, like eliminated because they're revamping it so much better. Um, and, you know, it's been incredible because I've been able to, since then, you know, work with some huge brands and I've gotten to, you know, go to professional campaigns and photo shoots with Tomboy X. Um, I was just recently asked to um, invite my family to join in on a campaign for their August launch that just launched on the website um, a week ago and will be coming to social media very soon. And um, yeah, so it's been really, really cool and just beyond me 
Um, and so I've continued to post online. I still post my own shoots, you know, that I just, you know, take of myself or have my family or friends or partners, whatever, you know, take photos of me. And it's led to some incredible opportunities, you know. Social media has become more than just, you know, like a platform to share, you know, myself um, to the world, but it's also become, you know, like a job in many ways. You know, it's a side hustle right now, but my foot's in the door to making this, you know, more full time. Um, but it's incredible because I've gotten to work with, you know, like Rihanna's lingerie brand, Savage X Fenty. I got reposted on their page, which was just like highlight of my whole life. Like, it really snowballed and it's continuing to snowball now and grow and give me incredible opportunities I never thought possible. Um, and for me, like modeling means so much more than just like posing in front of the camera or like, you know, like being this influencer or whatever, you know, like I don't even claim that label because like I just, for me, it's just so empowering and it's so affirming, you know, um, you know, I'm this trans woman from a small little farm town in Idaho and I'm being told I am beautiful and worthy and able to, you know, model for these huge companies. And that is just everything to me. And more importantly, that sends a message to other trans people, especially, you know, the young trans people and let them know you have a future that is bright and beautiful and successful and you are beautiful and worthy just as you are and you will continue to grow in that light. And that's my favorite part about it, really. I think that's incredible. Wow, I can't imagine. I've, I mean, I've watched your career just kind of like gradually go in the last couple years and when i saw you reposted on the savage x fenty instagram <laughs> page when i saw that photo i'm inserting a pause so we can also just have uh, insert it in the editing because that photo and then <laughs> and you're also modeling for adore me which is an incredibly sexy lingerie line yes you have adore me is actually my first favorite bra that i got my I had multiple friends that had used it and loved it. I was just like, okay, you know, I'll try this out. I, I still love that bra to this day. Oh my God. I mean, what is that like to have these major brands that are just like, they're, they're working with you. You're in, <laughs> I mean, you're, are, are you a Savage X Fenty ambassador as well? Um, so I was just confirmed actually a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So I will be um, like a, I'll be a monthly influencer for them is the, the label for them. And so they'll be sending me um, clothing every month to model, um, which is just beyond me. Um, so it's very, oh very exciting. <laughs> and it's more exciting because after breast augmentation, I will have to replace my entire wardrobe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of fun that I'll have some beautiful new lingerie to, um, you know, to feel good about in my new, in my well, new self. If you need to ship any of your um, stuff that's not going to fit you anymore. Oh, yes. I have so much Tumblr X that I won't <laughs> be able to wear. <laughs> I love it. I think that's, I mean, God, that's so cool. Congratulations, because you've worked really hard for that. And I know you post your own photos. You do a lot of this on your own. And I think that's a great thing with social media is that you can kind of be your own manager, your own boss, and really build a platform for yourself. You've done it. And you really, like, are self-made when it comes to what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And Thank I guess you. I want to like kind of a little bit, but what's it like to model, I guess, for these big brands and more specifically, what's it like to model for Tomboy X, which is, you know, a Seattle based, a lot of people here in Seattle now know Tomboy X. I was, I was discovered by Shenna back in like 2016, I think. Um, and we've seen them really grow exponentially. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what that, has that experience been like? Cause you really, you've been a, a instrumental, I think an instrumental part in the company growing as well. Thank you. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I guess I have in a way, like um, their, their Transpired launch was huge. And that was a big, big moment for me. Um, I was featured in Buzzfeed from that launch and um, 
that definitely gained a lot of exposure on my platform and, and for Tomboy X too. And it was so incredible to post for them. And I posed with my, a trans man, my partner at the time, um, which was just so beautiful. And um, working with them has been so incredible. Like I love working with these huge brands. You know, I've only received love and positivity from them and support. Um, I feel like, especially like as like, I guess an influencer, you know, like as a model on social media, I have so much more control, you know, because I'm taking the photos myself. I'm doing it, you know, at my home or wherever I choose to go. And that gives me a lot of freedom, you know, because I can take my time, you know, I can do my own makeup, you know, and so that's very, that's incredible. And I love that freedom that I have, you know, to kind of choose the direction, choose the mood, choose the lighting, the location, you know, and, um, and I'm working on kind of changing how I do that a little bit, you know, just to kind of, you know, change up what I do. Cause I feel like, um, I love, I'm so proud of everything I've done, but you know, I want to take it in a new direction. Let's put it that way. So I'm very excited for that and these new opportunities that I have. Um, but more specifically talking about Tomboy X, um, I've, they've seriously meant so much to me. Like they, you know, they started my professional career as a model, you know, and I've been published multiple times through them. And I've been the front, you know, I've been front and center of their website multiple times now, which is just beyond me. Like I just, it's incredible. Um, it's very humbling. And, you know, they're, they're such an incredible inclusive brand, you know, like they, that is their mission. You know, their, mis their mission is to be diverse and to, you know, support every person that they can. And they've done an incredible job at empowering me and supporting me. And it's been beautiful to be invited to, you know, take such a large part in their, in their company, um, you know, as a model, but then also recently as like a consultant, um, you know, because I was able to help give them advice and approve their new modeling form, um, which is, you know, basically a way to empower anybody that works for them, you know, especially their models. Um, you know, so anytime you're on set, you know, you will be asked how you identify, you know, what are your pronouns, you know, do you have any preferences, you know, that you would like to avoid, like hairstyles or makeup or clothing, you know, cuts of underwear, whatever, you know. Um, and so it's incredible to be asked, like, what are you comfortable with, you know, to be given more power over, you know, how you're represented and how you're photographed. Um, you know, that is such a beautiful thing. Um, and then um, I gave the suggestion to have a anonymous form after every single photo shoot um, so that people can give feedback um, without the fear of retaliation or retribution. Um, and so I thought that was incredible um, that they accepted that and that is now going to be commonplace. Of course, they can't have in-person campaigns or photo shoots at the moment. Um, you know, so they asked me and my family to be a part of the latest campaign that we did ourselves. Um, um, which I'm so excited to uh, let everyone see those very soon. Um, I posted one um, reel today, and that, that was the start of it. And so there'll be much more to come. Um, but, you know, Tomboy X, you know, is queer owned. And in every single photo shoot I've been a part of, you know, there's been incredible diversity. You know, there's always been a plus size person. There's always been um, a queer person, always been a trans person, you know, I've been there, so. <laughs> but, um, you know, like um, their Pride campaign was probably my favorite because there was, what, what would you say? How many people were there, Carmen? Like a hundred people, like. Oh. At the Pride Campaign, was, was it last year? I know it yeah. was close. It was so like last year, no, 2019. Um, well, there was like the tight, like there was a small group, which was like me, yeah. you, a couple other people. I think there was like five or six of us. And then the next day was like 20. The whole community. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful shoot. And I even remember us even just taking like a POC only photo, like Brett, like for the brown and black love. And it was so empowering. It was so uplifting. However, I've never felt like such positive, oh, yeah. overwhelming energy. Oh, it was incredible. I loved it. I still let photo shoot everything. But you know, we can't, we, we ha I have to kind of ask or, you know, Tomboy X has been under a bit of scrutiny in the year of 2020. Scrutiny? Absolutely. 
yeah, Tomboy X has been under a bit of scrutiny this year, in the year of 2020. And, you know, back in March, there were the trans model who came forward uh, about being misgendered and made uncomfortable during a photo shoot. And, you know, there were the, I saw a lot of opinions on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I was surprised at how quickly it felt like people were ready to be like, oh, Tomboy X is transphobic, period. Like, I'm not gonna support this company. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of, you know, we, mm -hmm. we spoke, we spoke about this privately, you know, when it occurred and you also spoke out socially regarding the incident. So kind of, I guess I, all of that to say, I want to hear to your, if you are comfortable sharing your perspective on that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so yes, you know, no, nobody's perfect. No brand is perfect. You know, we're all going to make mistakes and I'm, you know, and so that's why I'm so against cancel culture. And that's why, you know, I was a little disheartened about, you know, what's going on. Um, but, you know, I, when I first learned about what happened, I, you know, I reached out to the model and I was just like, what is going on? Like, I'm so sad that you were misgendered, that, you know, you're a non-binary person and you are invited to a women's day shoot. Like, what is going on? Like, I was so upset, you know, I was so disappointed in Tomboy X. And so I called them out publicly, um, you know, cause the model didn't, didn't reach back out to me. Um, they didn't, um, you know, we never actually spoke, but um, I, you know, called Tomboy X out. I was like, you know, this is wrong, what happened? You know, like I demand accountability, you know, but at the same time, like I didn't lose faith, you know, in the company because I know, I know a lot of the people that work for them um, currently and in the past and a lot of their models. And I've, you know, I've danced and literally accidentally kicked in the face, the CEO, like <laughs> it was at the birthday party. I, you know, I was doing a dip and I didn't realize how close she was to me and I kicked her in the face and, you know, but she stood up and told me it was the, one of the greatest moments <laughs> of her life. You know, like, I think I was there for that. Was that you were that, there for that. <laughs> yep. That was on top of the, uh, the, to the Columbia Tower when we had the, that was a beautiful moment. That was funny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. I got a little messy that night, but it was so much fun. And we were I, celebrating. It was also at the end of like two days of photo shoots of like yeah. eight hour days for us. And we were just, yes. we were letting go of all that positive energy we absorbed. Um, Absolutely. We were all having a good time, but you know, yeah. that, that just, I just wanted to explain, you know, my relationship with the CEOs, you know, like, you know, I, I know them, you know, I've partied with them. I've kicked them in the face, but I'm, um, <laughs> but um, you know, so I know that they're good people, you know, in their hearts, they want to do what's best, you know, but I understand your intentions can be one way, but your actions are another. And what happened at the shoot was unfortunate. You know, they had a sign that said cat, a picture of a cat and then power under it, meaning pussy power, which is, you know, back in the day, maybe feminist. And I understand there's absolutely oppression against women, cisgender women, and genital mutilation is not acceptable at all. That is a problem. But this isn't the right way to talk about any of that. It's very transphobic. It's very much, um, you know, in the realm of excluding trans people in your feminism. Um, but after, you know, the model called that image out, you know, they didn't use it, you know. Um, a gay gentleman decided to post it on their story weeks later, and then it was immediately deleted. And, you know, so mistakes were absolutely made. It is unfortunate. Um, but the only reason that the model was invited was, you know, Tumblr X works with a modeling agency on, um, you know, to hire their models along with, you know, just personally reaching out to models. Um, but they always, you know, every campaign I've been a part of, they've always sent me a brief, you know, a description or an image sometimes even of what we're asked to wear, um, you know, and just so I know the direction of the shoe and what I'm signing up for. And they sent that to the agency, but the agency failed to send that out to the models that they invited to the campaign. And so, it's unfortunate because the campaign also didn't have an option for non-binary models. And so if you're non-binary, you have to, you know, decide, do you accept work for men, women, or both? 
And so that was their only option at the time, which is so unfortunate. But, you know, through this, Tomboy X reached out to the model, reached out to the agency, and they create a change together, um, you know, in a conversation. And um, they had personal conversations with me, the CEOs did, and I gave them my feedback, you know, and I asked them, you know, like, what is going on? You know, there are obviously some, you know, mistakes made and this needs to be, you know, changed. And so they listened and they made those changes. You know, the agency, you know, opened, you know, a new category for their models, you know, as non-binary. And I, you know, Tomboy X, you know, created the modeling form asking people, what are your pronouns? What are you comfortable with? You know, let's make sure that we have this information so we can advocate for you on set before you're even there, um, you know, so that this won't happen again. And so, um, you know, what I, in this whole situation, I feel like, Tomboy X's mission is to be inclusive and is to fight for, you know, people who, you know, are struggling in society, you know, whose society, you know, try to outcast. And, um, and so when you have that mission, I feel like you're kind of under a microscope, you know, because you, you're giving, you know, you're telling people that you want to try your best, you know, to be diverse and be inclusive and, um, and when you fail, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're the diverse brand, you know, you're making a mistake. And it's unfortunate that that's what's happened again and again. Um, you know, most recently a plus size model is calling them out for not being um, accepting of plus size models. I was going to ask and follow up with that because, you know, you talked about as a response, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, please forgive me. I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves a little mm -hmm. bit, but you know, you talked about the model form that came out and, you know, they consulted with you, they worked with you and, and a few people in the community to come up with this. A lot of people. Yeah. And so share, I mean, that you shared a little bit about that process and how you contributed to it, but maybe mm -hmm. tell me a little bit, because they were very responsive. They wanted to fix it, right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, that was their mission, you know, because they were truly saddened, you know, to hear what was going on because, you know, it wasn't the CEOs that were there. It wasn't the whole, you know, company that was there. I think there were three employees at the shoot, you know, and then I think there were two or three models at the shoot. Um, so, you know, it's very small, you know, it's a small group of people. It's not, it's not the entirety of the company, you know, but they nonetheless, you know, they do represent the company. Absolutely. They work for them. And so um, it is unfortunate what happened, but they did respond, you know, they listened to us, you know, they asked, you know, that model to come in and have a conversation in person and then COVID hit. So then they were, you know, on Zoom or phone calls. They called me, they called, um, I think three other trans models that they've worked with. Um, they called um, Rain Dove, they called a plus size model, they called a couple of black models, they called um, a Latinx model. And, you know, so they tried to get information from every community and how can we be better? How can we be more inclusive? How can we advocate for you better and make sure that, you know, this and no situation like this happens again? And so, um, you know, after consulting with all of us, um, they came up with this form, then they showed it to all of us and we approved it um, or gave them tips or notes or whatever, you know. Um, I really just gave them my input at the beginning. I saw the form at the end, you know, I approved it because I thought it was perfect by the time that I had seen it. And then I asked them to add, you know, the, the anonymous uh, form uh, after a shoot. Um, and, you know, and I think that's a huge, um, it's a huge thing, you know, to give models that power because most models, we don't have any power in what we get to wear or how we get to, um, you know, be seen because we are there to do a job. We are there to, you know, model that is you know we're there to put on clothes to look a certain way to fit their image and to you know get the job done and you know we have to do uncomfortable things as models like I've <laughs> I've been in a photo shoot that um, I was covered head to toe in flour I was whipping flour in the air I was all in my hair and I was whipping my hair with a flower everywhere and that wasn't comfortable. That wasn't fun. I had flour in my hair and in my ears, like for a week. 
I mean, it was fun. Actually, I had a lot of fun in that shoot. It was it was incredible, and I still love that uh, the images that were produced from it. Um, but you know, like as models, you know, we're asked to do some crazy things, and um, you know, that's the job for sure. You know, it's hard. It's you know, it, we make it look easy, but trust me, it's hard. Um. Well, you know, Carmen, it's hard, but <laughs> I don't feel like I'm on your level, but yeah, no, it is really hard to sit there and like smize and do all the things you're supposed to do and like, mm -hmm. and not get like lockjaw or not like I, I was in a photo shoot last week and like, I was re reminded, relax your face and people forget like these little, these little nuances. It's not easy at, yeah. At, yeah. At, at all. And I think when rain dove and meridian did the did the takeover on the instagram stories or on the live for for tomboy x to introduce the new paperwork and process that you are sharing with us um you know rain said something similar to you where you know models are meant to be seen not heard and now we're shifting where it's like no models need to be heard and i'm watching everything kind of unfold on social media and i i follow things and hashtags and right now like they're the hashtag of like of um product isn't payment and I guess I want to understand what your opinion is on that oh I fully support it <laughs> you know like um unless you're a small startup company um or you know often most trans owns or you know just LGBTQPIA plus um owned companies you know I'll accept way less because you know I want to give them a voice I understand that you know they you know have you know they're struggling in the world just like i am you know like the average person maybe isn't and so you know i ask less from them you know i um you know i would be much more inclined to accept you know product rather than payment from those brands you know even though i am putting in work and it takes me it takes me hours to do um you know one photo you know i'll do my hair i'll do my makeup i'll choose the location i'll get to the location i'll have someone take the photos or i'll get a tripod i'll set it up i'll do a timer you know and that is work you know um a lot of people you know just don't see it for all of the little minute details that goes into a shoot um just for social media that i do for myself you know there's a lot of things that go into it that people don't see you know and so what I've kind of done is I've advocated more for myself in the contracts that I make. You know, if I'm going to um, accept, you know, a contract, I'll make, you know, those types of agreements that are more specific. Like, yes, I'll post on my feed for you for giving me a product, but then if you want, you know, you then you have to repost me, or then if you want to post me in an ad, you know, pay me for that, you know? So there's, there's ways to kind of, you know, advocate for yourself. But a lot of models don't do that or don't know that that's an option. And I didn't for the longest time. You know, I, I, I'm still learning to advocate for myself. And, you know, I think I, most of us would very much benefit from an outside person helping us do that because, you know, it can be hard to advocate for yourself when a brand isn't, um, op, you know, offering everything that you're worth. Yes. Yes. I can't. I think the ways you've learned to advocate for yourself, I mean, it's a learning process. And I think right here, you're, you know, you're showing people like you can negotiate, you have the ability to do that. What are your thoughts on like, can, like cancel culture or versus holding people and organizations and businesses accountable? Mm. Because there is a difference. I think there's a time and a place, mm. kind of. It's, to me, it's a little bit great. Like there are certain people that, I have cut out of my life and, you know, you could call that canceling them, you know, like they are dead to me. I never wish to communicate with them again. You know, they've done unforgivable acts in my opinion. You know, there are certain things that I can't forgive. You know, I just, I'm a broken person, you know, maybe I should, you know, expand that and learn to forgive certain things, but there's just certain things I can't. And that's just where I'm at. And, you know, like, for example, like president Trump, you know, let's put it in a, you know, to a huge person, very public, you know, I wish we could cancel that human so badly. Like that man has done too much, you know, to attack me, to destroy this country and the relationships that we have with other countries. And, you know, there's just, that is a person that I wish to cancel. And I don't think 
he can ever fully redeem himself after everything that has transpired in the last four years and continues to happen. Um, so, you know, there, there is a time and a place, I think to an extent, there are people that I would cancel, um, I'm ready to cancel or that I have, you know, in my own personal life. A brand is different, you know, a celebrity or a public figure is kind of different besides Trump, <laughs> you know, like there's special cases to me, but you know, that's, that's me, you know, that's my personal opinion, but I'm very personally against cancel culture altogether, you know, like, you know, I just said what I said, absolutely, but you know, personally, generally, I'm very, very against it because no one's perfect. We're all flawed. And a company, for example, is made up of many individuals that all have their own opinions, their own lives, their own backstories, you know, that, you know, they come together to try to find commonplace and, you know, they have a mission for a reason. That way they can all follow it, get behind it, try to have one voice, you know, but that's just, you know, that's just not we don't live in that perfect realm. You know, that's not what happens. That's not reality. You know, we are diverse and there's beauty in that, but you know, there's conflict in that as well. Um, and you know, Tomboy X has made mistakes. I've made mistakes too, you know? Um, you know, most of my mistakes are not shared publicly. You know, I, you know, I do, you know, claim to advocate for, you know, my own community. And on occasion, you know, I give, my platform to other people, you know, to share their story, you know, or I'll share things on my story, um, especially, you know, about other people and other communities, you know, that I can never fully understand. And I've made mistakes in that and I've been called out for that, you know, but I don't have the platform that Tomboy X has, you know, I don't, you know, have a million people running my brand, you know, it's just me, you know, so I'm, um, you know, so I think it's hard because I am absolutely for keeping people accountable, you know, and if people are willing to change, willing to listen and striving toward that, I'm willing to have more patience, you know, because hearing about, you know, that poster, the pussy power poster is so unfortunate. Like, had I witnessed that years ago, I feel like I would have been much more offended and much more upset about it. And you're absolutely valid if that is upset because that is upsetting. It's transphobic. It's very exclusionary of trans bodies, um, you know, across the spectrum, you know, that's very much an uncomfortable <laughs> um, slogan. I don't like that. But I've come to a point where, you know, that's not going to invalidate me. And I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with myself that I don't, you know, I don't question myself because of that or anything, but it's still not okay, you know? But they took it out. They didn't use it after it was called out. And, you know, the second one individual posted it, they deleted it and, you know, there were ramifications for that. And so, um, you know, we're all gonna make mistakes and no one is perfect. And I love what the brand stands for and they've done so much good. You know, like I understand that not everyone has had a great experience with the company and that's so unfortunate, you know, um, but that's true for me. You know, I could say that about myself, not, you know, I haven't been a good kind person to everybody. You know, I've done horrible things, you know, I've made mistakes. I'm learning to forgive myself for many of those, you know, so. I think, you know, having forgiveness and, you know, leading with love is so important because, you know, I know that Tomboy X can do better, but I also know that, you know, they, they truly want to do better, you know, because I've, I've spoken, you know, with many of them. I've seen their past, you know, I've seen them give, you know, incredible donations to multiple different communities. I've seen them, you know, advocate for us and, share our stories and give us platforms, you know, I wouldn't have the platform I have without Tomboy X, you know, I wouldn't, you know, they launched my modeling career. And because of that, I've gained so many um, followers, you know, and being reposted on their page, you know, I gain a lot of attention for that. And, you know, through their campaigns, I've been posted in other, you know, media outlets, you know, like huge, you know, like Buzzfeed, like I mentioned earlier and others, you know, like, um, 
you know, and I'm thankful for that, but that doesn't mean that I owe them anything. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, that, you know, I need to, you know, excuse any of their mistakes or anything like that. But it does mean that I'm thankful for some of the things that they've done. I acknowledge that they've hurt people and that they've made mistakes. But um, I also, you know, I, I listen to them when they tell me that they want to do better. And they've asked many of us to give them feedback and how to do better. And they're trying. That's great. Um, I'm inclined to actually agree with you. I think you, it's okay to cancel people out of your life who affect your mental health, your emotional well-being. Individuals, that's, you know, I think different than what you say as a whole brand, who's a whole collective of people. It's much harder to control a collective, an organization, a whole thing. That changes, um, you know. Changes, especially over time. And I think, you know, you touch on a really good point. Tommy X wants to be better. They take it and they try. And so, you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, the launch of the new ambassador program. Hopefully that's well received. Um, and we'll see how the rest of it turns out. I kind of want to ask though, do you think social media is an accurate thermometer for the rest of our society? It's an interesting question because I think to an extent it definitely is, but social media is also a very filtered, very selective world, you know, where many of us, you know, share a lot about our lives and, you know, it may reflect, you know, a large part of us for sure, but, you know, no one can truly get to know me from social media alone because that's, you know, I choose what to put out into the world and a lot of me is not shown, you know, like, um, especially like when, you know, for public figures and people that are growing and trying to brand themselves, you know, we create a persona that's a version of ourselves, you know, like I'm, you know, that's a hundred percent me, but me outside of social media so much more than that, you know, like none of that is inauthentic, you know, I'm, all of that is hundred percent real, but I'm so much more than just that, you know, if that makes sense. And so, um, you know, I feel like social media also has like, it has that filter, absolutely, but it also has this anonymity, you know, of this like distancing, you know, of like, you know, you're not in real life. You don't have to be real or authentic on social. You know, you can be whoever you want to be because, you know, it's, you can only see whatever you want to share, you know, on social. And so that definitely gives people this extra layer of protection or like, you know, like, of literally distancing themselves away from whoever they're interacting with. Like I receive, you know, a lot of hate on my, well, not a lot, you know, but I receive some hate on my social media. And so often um, I try to respond to that with love. I try to, you know, directly message those people privately and be like, you know, I hope you're having a good day. You know, like, I hope, you know, whatever you're going through that you get through it and that you're doing well. And so often, you know, people respond like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You know, a lot of people respond to that just breaking down of like, okay, now we're in this private setting, you know, we're talking one-on-one -on -one rather than in this public, you know, anonymous, you know, void, you know, now we're talking one-on-one, -on -one. you know, it's still online, you know, it's still through a screen, but it's more personal. And I feel like when I do that, so often these people come out to me, they tell me, you know, that they're questioning or that they're processing, you know, being attracted to a trans person or that, you know, they are a trans person or, you know, they're, you know, part of the community, but they can't accept it within themselves. And so, you know, and so they, you know, bash on people who are already out or whatever. And, you know, so I think that just goes to show, you know, that we're not all who we say we are on social and, you know, there's so much more. Um, but I do think that there is a lot of truth in social media as well. You know, like I wouldn't have a lot of the friends that I have without it. You know, um, I think it's so important to see all of the incredible personal stories that people share. Um, I think like sharing your story is one of the most powerful things that you can do because no one can ever take it away from you. You know, that's your truth, you know. Um, so it's a hard question because I do think that social media definitely re reflects, you know, like the greater consensus that we have. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's, 
it's a very specific version of that, I guess, you know, because it's not, it's not reality. It never will be, you know, for many of us, it's close. And for many of us, now I'm also considering like the angle of like closeted people, you know, where, where social media is more real than their own life because, you know, they're in an unsafe environment, you know, they can't afford to transition or, you know, whatever it is. So for social media, for them, you know, it's this hyper reality of, you know, this is who I am, but I can only be me here, you know? And so I do think it reflects, but it's almost like a shadow of the real world in a way. That is, I think, really well, well put. Maybe not a reflection, <laughs> but a shadow. Hmm. I, I like that metaphor. Because it's filtered. It's yeah. in the dark. It's a little more anonymous. I don't know. I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, for you, this long, beautiful conversation we've had, you do so much, Rose. Like, you, you know, carry all, you have all these various roles of being a model, a makeup artist, you know, arguably an advocate, a trans person, a non-binary person, just a leader. You, how do you navigate um, all of these roles, how do you balance them? How, how do they work together? That's a great question. I feel like, I feel like I don't, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I can't just connect any of them from each other, you know, cause like, I am, you know, being a model, you know, it's, especially on social media, I have to do my own makeup, you know, and maybe I'll get to a point where I don't have to, I guess, but right now, you know, that's, that's where I'm at. I have to. And, um, and I feel like it so closely correlates with my mission and, you know, the reason that I do all of this is the same, you know, I do makeup, you know, to show myself that I'm worthy, I'm valid, I'm beautiful. And I do it to tell others that they are too, you know? And so that's very much like, you know, my message to myself is my message to other people, you know, whether I'm modeling, whether I'm doing makeup on myself or another person, or, you know, whether I'm sharing my story, you know, it's, it's all in that same, you know, kind of end goal of trying to spread love, education, and trying to accept myself and how to learn how to navigate this world and tell other people that they can do it too, you know? And so I feel like I can't disconnect any of them because they're all important to me and I love doing all of them. And, you know, I guess also like for a long time, I kind of described it as like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just trying to do whatever makes me happy and follow all of them until one of them works out and makeup and modeling has kind of started to work out. And so that's, that's what I'm doing, you know, cause for the longest time I wanted to be a chef and I wanted to be a lawyer at one point in my life, you know, like, I've wanted to do different things, but um, you know, what I find a lot of joy in and what I found a lot of success in and, you know, something easy that I can do in my everyday life um, and do to others, you know, is, you know, makeup and modeling and uplifting, um, you know, people and myself and the community as a whole, you know, and so you know, it's just all part of what makes me me, you know, and it's not something that I feel like I can truly ever separate, you know, and maybe I'll be doing different things in the future. You know, COVID has kind of allowed me to model more and for new and big brands because they can't do campaigns in person. And so they're asking more people on social media to model for them. And I'm um, you know, I lost my job, but that led me to, or I was furloughed first, but that, you know, allowed me to travel. And so I came to my family and I, you know, found so much happiness here and realized I wanted to live here. And that allowed me to move here so easily. And I, you know, I've had this great break and I've had time to recharge and take care of myself. And you know, it's also been a time of fear and panic and, you know, there's a lot of conflicting emotions going on, but in a lot of ways, it's allowed me to focus inward and thrive in many ways. You know, obviously I'm struggling in a lot of ways, you know, I went through a breakup this year, I lost my job, it's COVID, you know, I, you know, I was living, you know, I'm living under my parents' roof again, you know, which is a weird thing to do in, since I've been living on my own for seven years, but I'm, um, you know, it's, 
it's all kind of worked out, you know, and it's kind of felt right, you know, like, I don't think how things happen for a reason necessarily, or that there's things that are meant to be, but things have definitely worked out and I've made the most of them. And, you know, I've chosen my attitude. I've chosen to stay positive and, you know, things are, some things are working out great. Some things are not, you know, but, you know, I'm trying to keep my perspective and, you know, stay positive and yeah. I'm very thankful, you know, I'm practicing gratitude and I recognize I have a lot of privileges that other people don't right now, especially. Yeah. Wow. How, I mean, I, I, I guess I want to wrap up with your hope going forward, you know, as you continue to build this career that is only going to keep growing through these various social media platforms and these collaborations you're doing, tell me about the hope you have going forward. Mm-hmm. I hope to see more people doing the same thing, I guess. You know, I hope to see brands continuing to, you know, hire diverse talent. And, you know, I want to see more Black creators, more trans creators, more disabled creators. And I want to see them paid, uplifted, promoted. And, um, you know, I this is a movement you know, that's been going on for a long time, but it's a movement that has so much power today, you know, because I think since COVID, so much of us were given a break, but also so much were put under a lot of pressure at the same time. And it's kind of weird that we have both at the same time, but, you know, it's given birth to such a beautiful movement in person and on social media of, you know, we're demanding change, we're demanding justice, we're demanding positivity, and um, so many more voices are being heard in, you know, such a huge way that is just so beautiful to witness right now. And I hope to see more of that, you know, I hope to, you know, grow in myself and grow in my self-love and I fully believe my cup needs to be full in order in order to, you know, give to others and fill their cups. Um, so I hope that my cup gets bigger so I can give more to others. You know what I mean? Because like for the first time in my life last year, I was not living paycheck to paycheck. And that was so beautiful. And I was able to do more things. I was able to give more of myself to others. I was able to, you know, just enjoy life more like in a new way, I guess, really. And so I hope for more of that, you know, I hope that um, after COVID, after we're, you know, living at, you know, when we enter into the real world again, I hope that this continues, you know, um, I hope that this doesn't stop. And, you know, I really hope to continue doing this work. I love it, you know, like, um, it would be, you know, obviously the attention and the fame, it's fun. And, you know, it definitely is affirming more than anything. I think, you know, it, it, it reaffirms and tells me, you know, this is the right thing. I am worthy and valid as the, you know, trans person that I am, you know, I can do this. And, you know, I hope it shows other people that you can do this too, because if this small farm town girl can do all of this, you know, I never felt like I could do this, you know, I felt so unworthy, so unloved, and I had so many things I had to process, but I got through it, and I'm, you know, it's been a difficult year, it's literally been the most challenging year of my life in so many ways, but I can still be happy and thrive in so many moments of this year, and this year is definitely taking a turn for the better. This is not to say that my life is great and perfect, whatever. I'm still going through it, but I'm going through it with a smile and with a lot of love in my heart, and I hope other people can see that and, you know, feel that same way. That's what I hope for, I guess. Thank you. I... You are, I mean, you're an inspiration to me, Rose. And I, I know I've said that before. I'm going to say it again. You are an inspiration to me. And I'm so grateful you sharing your story, your perspectives, your experiences, having this conversation with me, sharing your time with me. So thank you. Thank you, Carmen. I so appreciate you. I love you to death. I can't wait to see you again. And I always love the conversations that we have. They're always so beautiful and they always just give me so much clarity and peace and they help fill my cup. I just feel so light and good and I'm just so appreciative of you. 
And I'm so excited for this new venture for you. Like, this is such a beautiful um, thing to have and such a, you know, incredible gift um, to so many people. Oh my gosh, thank you. I, that is quite the compliment that really fills me up. So I, I mean, our conversations, I love talking with you, Rose, and I'm so happy that we're able to actually record one of our conversations and really share it to the world. Because I think, you know, hopefully this will inspire other people to have more conversations and to talk more, to comment down below, to email us at queersconverse at gmail.com and let us know what you think. But I'm just so Yes, grateful. I would love to continue the conversation. We're here. Absolutely. Yes. Please follow Rose Montoya. Um, can you share your socials on just verbally for us? Yeah, pretty much everything is Rosalyn Montoya, R-O-S-A-L-Y-N-N-E-M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. Um, you know, that's my website, my TikTok, my Gmail, my Instagram, my Facebook, everything is that. And if it's, if that's not my handle, my name will, you'll find me with my name. <laughs> well, we will link you down below so people who don't already know you can find you. And again, thank you so very much. Thank you, Carmen. Love you. Love you too.